This is the Breakfast Club, and you're listening to the Comic Book Nerds Podcast. Check us out, facebook.com backslash brizcliz, or on Instagram, at brizcliz. That's B-R-I-Z-C-L-I-Z. All the best in breakfast merchandise. Looking for news in the comic book world? Looking to hear what we think about your favorite comic book movies, TV shows, and books? Well, check us out now on Captain Diamond and Super Dad, the comic book nerds. Hi guys and welcome to the Father's Day special of the Comic Book Nerds. I'm Captain Diamond. And I'm Super Dad and we're here to talk Captain America Civil War. But before we get started, we just want to thank everyone who downloaded last week's episode. Last week's episode is another success for us. And we want to thank everyone that voted for this movie, Civil War. It's gotten the most vote in Comic Book Nerds history. I guess everybody really wants us to talk Civil War. But before we get started... Captain, you had a question you wanted to ask. Yes. Since we're doing Civil War, there are two teams. And there can only be one team that you're on. What team are you on? I'm Team Captain America 100%. What about you, Captain? I'm Team Iron Man 100%. Ooh, I guess we're each on one side of the coin here. It's funny how you're the captain, yet you're going against Captain in this one. Yeah. So let's get started right away. Everyone who listens to the show knows the first thing we do is that we break it down by the characters. But since this is Civil War, we're going to do it a little different. Do you want to start off with the Captain's team or Iron Man's team? Iron Man's team. All right, let's start it off with Iron Man's team. The first person on my list here, we got Black Widow. What did you think about Black Widow? The difference between her when we first get introduced to her character that she has such a minor role in Iron Man 2 to such having a big role here in Civil War. What did you think about her performance? Well... It's very weird, like, seeing her character evolve more and becoming a bigger character than from just a little character who was introducing Iron Man's shield to now being on sides and helping battle and stuff. It's very cool to see her character evolve. Now, my question is, is she really, truly Team Iron Man? Because we did see that scene where it kind of showed her loyalty to the other side. But I guess that's just her for you, right? Traitor. Ooh, harsh words there. Now, let's move on to the next person on our list. We have the creepy Vision, the man with no boundaries who likes to go through walls. What did you think about Vision from the time you saw him in Ultron to when you see him now here at Civil War? Well, now here he's actually evolving more into a human. In Civil War, he was talking about humans differently. Now he's acting if he was actually is a human, and he is, and I hate how he goes through walls, and if the door is open, he goes through the wall. Yeah, I wouldn't like somebody like that but being at my house where I'm sitting on the toilet and he just walks in with no boundaries. Oh, wait, that's what having a kid is all about. Anyway, so next person on our list, the debut in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Spider-Man. We get Tom Holland's first performance as Spider-Man here at Civil War. No one knew what was going to happen until that trailer dropped. You see him holding Captain America's shield and you hear him say, Hi guys, what did you think first when you saw him in the trailer for the very first time not knowing who was going to be in it? And secondly, what did you think about Tom Holland's performance here? Well... Um, I liked how he 
came in when I first saw him in the trailer. No one knew about it. And then they just dropped the trailer and you're like, oh, no way, no way, no way. And then when the movie came, it was amazing. And his performance in this movie was good. You finally got to see a young Spider-Man for the first time. So it was very nice seeing a younger Spider-Man and how Tony Stark gave him his suit. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Spider-Man in our archives, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming. And we got to go really in depth into what we think about his performance there. But here was his introduction to us. And I got to say, re-watching this movie, they still gave a lot of in-depth knowledge into his background. You know, they got to show us that he was just a normal sort of geeky kid who got these powers and was able to form this relationship with Tony Stark that had him be a part of the Civil War. Not that if I was Tony, I would choose a 14-year-old kid to fight my fights for me. But hey, man, it's Marvel for you, right? So the next person on our list, somebody else making their Marvel Cinematic debut. Another movie that we talked about in our archive, The Black Panther. Our introduction to The Black Panther in this movie. What did you think re-watching this movie about your introduction to him? Because I got to say, re-watching it, he looked kind of a little like the bad guy to me. And I'll tell you why after you tell me your opinions. Well, Black Panther, he was kind of scary at first. He was like this really dark guy. He was kind of like Batman some sorts. But he was really dark and he was trying to get revenge. And he was like chasing him. He was more of an anti-hero. But I like how in the movie he was funny. But in here he was really scary and dark. Yeah, it was a different persona to me than the one that we got to see in the Black Panther film. Um, you know, in the Black Panther film, we got to see more of a comedic side to him, more of a relief. In this one, uh, you know, exactly what you're saying. It was such a different vibe from him. Again, his father was killed in this episode. So, you know, we got to see him have to deal with the grief of that. But he kind of looked out of control. He was letting his emotions get the better of him. You know, he was very angry. He wasn't trying to listen to logic. You know, so to me, it he kind of added more to the problem that we were having in this movie that could have been prevented had it been somebody else in that, you know, in that capacity. I feel like somebody else, like let's say it was Captain America dealing with these problems, would have been able to stop and deal with it. So the next person on our list, uh, somebody that we um, have come to see grown in this uh, franchise, War Machine. Now we've had our talks again in another episode in our archives about War Machine, aka Iron Patriot. Here we finally have him back as War Machine. What did you think about his... Uh, character in this movie well i like how he's iron man's best friend and he's kind of like another iron man some sort well he has an iron man suit but different with a big gun and stuff so i like his character a lot but i like him better as iron patriot you still like him better as iron patriot man i think uh you are the only person to say that and shout out to turtle who agrees with me on my opinions about iron patriot uh war machine i like to see him there um I, I don't know, in a weird way, I'm still not sold on the actor that's playing him. And maybe because of the actor we had in the original Iron Man movie, which if you guys would have voted for that one, I would have been able to give my opinion. But I guess you guys don't love me and don't want my favorite Marvel movie to get voted on. Wow. Yeah, I'm hating here. All right, so the next person, someone we've never talked about on this show, Iron Man. What did you think about Iron Man, someone that we've never talked about? Wow, another character that we've talked about in another movie. Uh, I think we've talked about him in Spider-Man Homecoming and Iron Man 3. I mean, so come on, much. guys. So much love for Iron Man, but yet his own movie couldn't get some love. Yeah. What did you think about Tony Stark in this movie? 
Um, I like his character, and I understand what he's going through. It's just he dealt it the wrong way, but I do love his team, so that's why Team Iron Man all the way, so yeah. All right. Well, with me, I, I had a lot of problems with uh, his mission in this movie and the way he went about it. We'll go more into it as we continue with this episode. But again, Robert Downey Jr. steals the movie. This is supposed to be Captain America Civil War. But to me, it was watching another Iron Man movie. This could have easily been another Iron Man movie. Do you agree with that? Yes. I don't know why they called it Captain America Civil War. Might as well call it Iron Man Civil War and Marvel Civil War. Yeah. Well, we'll get into the name thing uh, in a little bit. I actually have a note here about it. Um, all right, so let's move over to Team Captain America, a.k.a. Team Superdad's team. Let's start it off with Wanda, a.k.a. Scarlet Witch. What did you think about her in this movie? Because at the very beginning of this movie, she accidentally does something tragic. And this is pretty much the premises of what happens in this movie. What did you think about her? Do you feel sorry for what she's going through? Yes, because she's been through a lot of loss and she's not really controlling her powers well. So at the beginning of the movie, she did something really bad. But I understand her, how she did it by accident. Um, so I, I know how she can't control her powers that well. So I understand her. Yeah, I mean, she's already gone through so much loss um, with uh, the way that Age of Ultron happened, um, seeing, you know, the death of her brother there. And then here, you know, we see her at the beginning, and one of my favorite Marvel characters, Crossbones, she deals with him having to try to kill himself, and she's able to hold on to that explosion, but not for so long. I don't know what happened to her, but some way, somehow, she wasn't able to control him well, and she caused an explosion um, into the, you know, killing thousands or not thousands, but maybe dozens of people, you know, in Sokovia. And, you know, it's crazy to see what she's gone through. I feel like every movie that she's a part of, she suffers some kind of tragic loss. And it's so sad to see that. The next person on my list is someone that I know you love a lot. And that's Ant-Man. What did you think about Ant-Man in Civil War? Ant-Man was amazing. I like how we got to see him turn ginormous. And his lines, like, this is your conscience speaking. And we haven't talked in a while. His character is hilarious. He's one of my favorite characters. I love Ant-Man. Yeah, that scene right there with him and Tony Stark has to be one of my favorite scenes in this movie. You know, it's not a scene that we were, well, at least I didn't see in the trailer. So it caught me off guard when I saw that the first time. And I remember laughing so hard. And I'm still laughing every time I see that scene where he's trying to be Tony Stark's conscience. It was such a weird mix when out of nowhere Falcon's like, we're not alone. I know someone. And it ends up being Ant-Man that he brings. Out of everyone, he brings Ant-Man. That I thought that was hilarious seeing their interaction in the Ant-Man film. For those who haven't seen it, you got to go back and watch that one. You know, and hopefully one of these days we'll be able to talk Ant-Man. Um, so the next person on our list is Hawkeye. What did you think about his performance in this film? And I got to tell you right afterwards, one of my favorite things about him in this film. Hawkeye, he's amazing. And I like his interaction with Ant-Man, how Ant-Man goes on his arrows and stuff. And how he misses on purpose for one looking to distract Iron Man. Hawkeye is amazing and... He's one of my favorite characters. My favorite scene with him is the part where he's fighting with the Black Widow. And they're like, we're still friends, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. And then all of a sudden, Wanda attacks uh, her and goes, hey, you were pulling your punches. I thought that was hilarious that even though they're battling each other, they're still friends at the end of it. Yeah, they know that they're on separate side of things. But just like the Civil War in real life, when the North fought the South and you had family versus family, 
they both believed in their causes, but hey, you both had to do what you had to do in order to, you know, defend what you thought was right. Next person on our list, one of the people who I expected a little bit from, but got a lot out of, Falcon. What did you think about Falcon in this film? I like how Falcon, his costume didn't really stick to a comics, but I really liked his costume. And he kind of reminds me of, of, um, of. Well, while you think about that, I'll tell you that I love Falcon and his introduction with Bucky. Those two together having their own show would be a hilarious thing to watch. A buddy cop show between them two. When you see them both seeing the, you know, Captain America flirting with the girl and getting the kiss. And they're both looking at each other like, yeah. Or when they both fight Spider-Man and they're both on the floor. And they're like, you couldn't do that from the beginning with the drone. I hate you. I love seeing that introduction. I actually remembered who he, uh, his wings kind of remind me of. Vulture. His wings kind of remind me of him and sort of his costume too. Yeah, I wonder if Spider-Man and Homecoming thought he was fighting Falcon at first. Hey, Falcon, what's going on, bro? Civil War. But, um, yeah. All right, so now we go to the next person on our list from Team Captain America, someone who I didn't expect to be in Team Captain America, Bucky. Bucky is back after so many movies that we keep seeing Bucky die in. He's the Leonardo DiCaprio, apparently, of the Marvel Universe. What did you think about Bucky in this film? Bucky was really good, and I like how you see him become good and... I like how he's a good guy, but he's still a bad guy at the same time. And he's getting like in trouble for a lot of things, which he didn't do. It, was, it wasn't his fault. And I love Bucky. He's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, it's crazy to see Bucky when you watch Captain America First Avenger and you see the actor there. And seeing how he's become this new character of sorts. It's crazy the transformation that this actor took and the transformation that these writers took. They've really built Bucky into being a big part of the Marvel Universe where you believe that friendship and you believe the fact that Captain America does feel for him like a brother. Where a lot of times, like for example, I don't really buy the friendship between War Machine and Iron Man. I don't see them as the best friends. I see Iron Man having a better relationship with Captain than I do seeing him with War Machine. But with Bucky and Captain America, when I see them interact and I see them talk and I feel Captain America fight, especially remember that line where he's just like, he's my friend. And you see Iron Man say, so was I. You believe that Captain America really was their friends. I feel like if this was Tony fighting for War Machine or even when Tony flies down to save War Machine, when War Machine hits the floor before he becomes kind of paralyzed, you don't believe that. You don't believe that. You believe that he cares. Oh man, this guy's hurt, but I don't believe it the way that I would believe Captain America fighting to save Bucky. Um, so the next person, team leader right here, Captain America. This is supposed to be his movie. What did you think about Captain America in this movie? Captain America in this movie, he is right in a lot, but he's also wrong in a lot and how he goes with it. But he's really good and how he's really has a friendship with all these people and what he's trying to do so he's really good and i can't believe that this is his movie though yeah i mean i can't believe this is a captain america movie re-watching it yeah he's in a lot of scenes and they kind of follow him more than other characters but to me this really i don't know maybe he didn't bring his a game or maybe the writers didn't write it in a way or maybe it was shot in a different way than what we saw but I feel like Captain America, though I'm for Team Captain America, more for the reason why he's fighting for what he's fighting for. I didn't see this really as a Captain America movie, which brings us back to what we originally talked about at the top of this episode. This movie's called Captain America Civil War. I wonder why they didn't decide to make this an Avengers movie. 
this could have been the third Avengers movie. You could have had the first Avengers movie. Could have had Avengers Age of Ultron, Avengers Civil War, and then Avengers Infinity War. Why didn't they make this an Avengers movie? I'm wondering what the writers were thinking about. Why make this a Captain America movie? You got all the players. You got Tony Stark. Tony Stark stole the show here. If you're going to make this a sequel to anything and it wasn't going to be an Avengers movie, like you said earlier, this could have been an Iron Man movie or this could have been renamed differently. Why not call it that? I will never understand. Now, my question to you is before we move along with um, the thing here, what did you think about the fact that the Hulk and Thor were not in this movie? Um, I didn't like that, but they do explain it in Age of Ultron at the end, which we'll get into in Age of Ultron. But I didn't really like it because they needed all the Avengers to be there because it's the Avengers fighting the Avengers. Without two Avengers, you know, why have the rest of them there and new characters and stuff if you don't have the originals? Now, I think the reason why the writers did this, and I mean, I haven't really looked into it because I really, you know, I really wanted to talk to you about our opinions on this. Do you think the reason why they didn't choose Hulk and Thor to be in this movie is because they're so powerful that if you bring Hulk into it, Hulk could have just killed a bunch of adventures? Think about it. You have Hulk who you can't really control. You tell Hulk they're bad. Hulk gets mad. Hulk can probably end up killing someone. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you, you, won't, you don't want to get him angry, right? And I mean, Thor, think about it. Thor could easily, with the hammer, you know, could have been, been able to do some damage that couldn't have been fixed afterwards you know so yes i'm sad not to see them there but at the same time i'm happy because that fight would have been a lot different if hulk and thor would have been around especially if hulk would have fought thor imagine the damage caused there you know um i actually have a question for you who's your favorite character on team captain america team captain america um i have to go with this time around bucky i love what they did with bucky in this movie, I love the fact that they show that he wasn't the one trying to do things. It ended up being that he was being controlled. You saw that inner struggle with him. There's that scene where Captain America comes to him and is like, hey, do you remember me? Your mom's name is like, really, dude? Like, right away, he's like, your mom? Like, what is it with these uh, superhero movies talking about moms? You know, Martha! You know, so I don't understand this. But yeah, I love Bucky. Um, what about you? Who's your favorite in Team Captain America? I have to say my favorite is Vision. I don't know why. Well, that's not Team Captain America, buddy. Oh, I mean, I thought it was Team Iron Man. My favorite has to be Ant-Man. He's my favorite. I know him. His movie is one of my favorite movies, so it has to be Ant-Man. And so Team Captain Iron Man, Team Iron Man, you're saying your favorite's Vision? Yeah. Oh, wow. Why is Vision? I mean, I would have thought you would have chosen Spider-Man, probably. I don't know why Vision. It's just, I can... He's like a really good character and how you see him evolve more like you did with Bucky. They, that's what they did with him. How about your favorite? Who's your favorite on uh, Team Iron Man? Team Iron Man, I think I'm going to have to go with Black Widow. I got to see a lot of her. The way that, you know, especially seeing her battle with the loyalty of I'm fighting Hawkeye or Hawkeye. And, you know, yeah, we're still friends. And then seeing her kind of betray Black Panther be like, hey, I told you I'll help you find them. I didn't say I was going to help you defeat them. Because she she knew that the only way for them to bring a conclusion of this is for Captain America to finish his mission. So I really liked her in this. Now, somebody who makes a return to the Marvel Universe in this movie that we haven't seen since The Incredible Hulk starring Edward Norton was U.S. Secretary of State Ross. What did you think about U.S. Secretary of State Ross when you see him there being so anti-Avengers? 
What did you think of him? I kind of suspected that from him because in The Incredible Hulk, he was anti-Hulk a lot. So I suspected that. But it's nice how they brought an original character from The Incredible Hulk, which we haven't seen since that movie. So it was nice bringing him back. Yeah, it was great to see. Now, one of the characters who, you know, they killed off early in this movie. And it's like I said earlier, it's one of my favorite characters in the Marvel Universe, Crossbones. What did you think when you finally saw Crossbones there and when you saw that they decided to kill him off? Um, I was okay with it. He was a bad guy, so I'm okay with him dying because he's a bad guy. If he was a good guy, I would be sad, but he was a bad guy, so... I guess I look at it differently. Yeah, he was a villain in this movie, but I think they could have done a lot more. It's kind of like when they killed off the guy in uh, Black Panther, when uh, Killmonger kills off the other bad guy with the one arm. You know, I kind of got sad because I was like, man, they could have gotten another movie with him. I would have loved to see Crossbones show up in another movie in the future. So I'm really disappointed to see it. Now the main bad guy, Baron Zemo. What did you think of him? What did you think about his manipulation where he was able to get Captain and Iron Man from being Team Avengers to seeing each other face to face? What did you think of him? Um, he was actually one of the, the smartest villains because the villains just attack. This guy was manipulative. He was trying to make them fight each other because he knew that the stronger people than him have fought them and lost. So if they fought each other, one would lose and it would be easier. Yeah, one of the things that a lot of, uh, especially back in the day, Marvel movies were getting criticized for is that their bad guys, their villains, didn't really have too much background. That they didn't really have a reason why they were being bad aside from just being bad. With this guy, especially if you wait till the end of the movie, you see... Why he did those things, you know, yeah, he turned and he went and turned Iron Man against Captain America and all these things, but it's because he lost his world, he lost his wife, he lost his kids. When you hear him listening to that voicemail at the end of the movie and you see him wanting to, you know, die and Black Panther stops him from dying, you know, you feel for him and you understand. I mean, I would never want to know what that feels like. And, you know, his judgments were clouded. Um, I'm not saying what he did is right. I'm just saying that he was not able to see that what he was doing was wrong because, hey, man, he lost his life there with his family. So it was sad to see that. But I was glad to see that they built up a character so much that you felt for him, that if he was to come out in another one of those movies, you would know that he's coming out for revenge. So, you know, it was really crazy to see that. Um, so let's talk about really fast the Sokovia Accords, which is what they're fighting about. Um you know, Stark talks to Ross and they, you know, they are given the opportunity that, hey, we want the Avengers to operate under the United Nations, which means the Avengers cannot do their own missions. They have to get permission from the world in order to go to missions. So if uh, the world wants them to go to Afghanistan and fight the Taliban, the, the Avengers have to go. They have no say about it. If the Avengers find out that Thanos is coming, they need permission. And that's why Captain America said, no, the Avengers should not be controlled because what if somebody evil, look at the way that, you know, Hydra was infiltrating S.H.I.E.L.D. What if they were the ones telling the Avengers, hey, we need you to go kill this president because he's bad. And in reality, he's not bad. He's a good guy that the Avengers don't know about, you know, because they're not, you know, they're not looking into these things. So I am against the Sokovia Accords. I think the Avengers themselves should be the ones to decide where to go yeah a lot of times they make a big mess look at the battle of new york where they destroyed buildings look at um you know age of ultron where sokovia was lifted and then dropped and look at what happened at the beginning of this movie with wanda killing a bunch of people i mean not sokovia and age of ultron i'm sorry but look at what wanda did in sokovia in this movie 
What do you, what do you think? Do you think there should be a Sokovia Accord that the Avengers should be able to go where the United Nations tells them, or do you think the Avengers themselves are smart enough to decide? Um, I understand what you're saying about Hydra can infiltrate the government and stuff like that, but I still think they should be controlled by the government, by top-notch people to tell them where their visions go. And if Thanos was coming, they could just say, hey, no, he's really bad and we need to go fight him. Can we fight him? They say yes, because he's really bad. So I think they should be controlled by the government. Okay, so you don't think there will be corruption up there, correct? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're you're up to that. So at the end, the Avengers, you know, decide, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to do what we want to do, or at least half of the Avengers do. It ends up being that they're at the United Nation. Bomb explodes. T'Chaka passes away. T'Challa's there. Black Widow's there. They think they see, you know, in the news, they show a picture of Bucky, the one doing it. Um, now, Bucky's public enemy number one. Team Iron Man's looking for Bucky. Team Captain is trying to save Bucky to try to find out who's really behind all of this. Takes us to the iconic airport scene where you have the battle where Spider-Man is introduced to us in this movie. What did you think about that iconic airport scene? It was an amazing scene and one of my favorite scenes in the movie. And it was amazing how you see all the Avengers making jokes while fighting and stopping, saying funny stuff, but not really realizing that they're doing that. And it's one of the best scenes in the Marvel Universe. Now, to me, you know who stole the scene there? It has to be Spider-Man. The way that this kid was talking the entire time, oh my God, you have a metal arm? Oh my God, this, oh my God, that, to the point where Falcon's like, have you ever been in a fight before? Like, how old is this kid? Like, it's crazy. And then seeing him, that interaction with Captain America, hey kid, where are you from? You know, Queens, Brooklyn, you know, it's crazy to see that. I think Spider-Man stole the show. He was only there literally for one scene. You see him get introduced really fast without his mask at his house. Next thing you see him as the airport scene, and then you don't see him anymore for the movie. Perfect. My God, that was perfect how they brought him into this movie. They didn't give us too much Spider-Man. They gave us enough that we were like, when are they going to show us Spider-Man again? So by the time Homecoming came out, we were waiting for Spider-Man. They didn't give us too much of it. You know, it was crazy. I loved it. You know, Captain America, Bucky, they're able to escape. They make it to this, you know, Russian underground facility. Iron Man finds out where they are when he goes to visit the Team Cap, you know, Team Captain America guys that are inside the raft prison that is underwater. He finds out from Falcon where they are. He shows up. That's when, you know, Baron decides to play the video. Iron Man's watching. He's like, well, this scene looks familiar. This car crash. Wait a minute. It's my parents. There's Bucky. And what does Bucky do? Bucky kills Tony Stark's parents right there on the surveillance camera. And that's when Tony loses it. And Tony goes crazy. And he doesn't care. And he just starts fighting with Bucky. He starts fighting with Captain America. And it looks like Baron has succeeded. What did you think when you saw that Bucky was the one that killed Tony Stark's parents? I really didn't believe it at first. I thought it was tricks, but then I realized, no, this is real. And I can't believe he actually killed that, killed them. And it's crazy to believe that this nice guy was actually evil at one point. Yeah, I mean, that scene right there was just crazy when I saw it. I couldn't believe it. And then what broke my heart was when Tony looked at Cap and he's like, 
he killed my mom. Like, it wasn't about he killed my dad, he killed my parents. Like, he killed my mom. Because his dad was always hard on him and tough. But a mom is a mom. You can never replace a mom. So when he looked at him, he's like, you killed my mom. Oh, my God, that broke my heart. I couldn't believe it. I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. I, I, you know, it's easy for us to look at, dude, you're getting too angry. Don't be angry. But hey, man, that's your mom. Anybody kills your mom. You don't care who it is. It could have been by accident. You want revenge. So it broke my heart when I saw that. I couldn't believe it. As that's happening, Black Panther overhears that Baron corrupted everything. And Baron's the one that actually did the UN bombing. So now Black Panther knows that T'Chaka was killed by Baron. He wasn't killed you know, by Bucky, as he initially thought, he finally gets closure by being able to, instead of killing Baron, knowing that that's what he wanted, he arrests him and tells him, yo, you're going to spend the rest of your life in a prison. I thought that was a great scene. Now, question to you is, do you remember the Stan Lee cameo for this movie? I actually do remember the Stan Lee cameo. He... Tony Stark is the wants to deliver a package, and the delivery man is himself, Stan Lee, and he says, this package is delivered to Tony Stank. Yep, Tony Stank himself. War Machine will never let him forget that, because War Machine was quick for, oh yeah, that's catching on, Tony Stank. My God, Stan Lee with another iconic cameo that we will never forget. So, all right, so is there anything else that you want to talk about about this movie? No, I'm pretty good with what I have. All right, so let's move on to the star rating system. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? I would like you to go first. In this You'd one. like me to go first on this one. All right, great. Rewatching this movie, I thought how great it was. I had so much fun watching this movie. I got to tell you, it's to me a near perfect movie. I'm giving this movie a 4.9. It's right there. So close to a perfect movie. I still found some parts that I would have done differently. But yeah, near perfect, 4.9, Civil War. Where do you put Civil War in your star rating system? I put it with five stars. Whoa, perfect movie for you. Yes, I love this movie. This is my one of my favorite movies. It's the best. It's so good. There's nothing wrong with it for me. They played it out perfectly for me, in my opinion. And it's five stars. Wow, man. That's really great to hear. All right. So for those of you that follow us on social media, on Twitter, on Facebook, or on Instagram, the comic book nerds, you guys know we are doing a t-shirt giveaway. So what you do is you just go to iTunes, you give us a five-star rating, and you comment on it, either Team Stark or Team Rogers. The winner from this random uh, giveaway gets a free shirt on the team that you choose, you easily just send us a screenshot of your five-star review into our DM through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, and we'll send you the shirt if you are our winner. We want to thank you guys again for listening to this episode. Thank you guys again for all the social media interaction. Uh, just remember, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Now, next week, we're going to be doing a little something different. Captain, do you want to explain to them what's going on with next week's episode? Yes. Next week's going to be a mystery bonus episode our first ever bonus episode and we're not going to tell you what it is yet and we might not give hints we might we'll think about it yeah we're going to take a break from the marvel cinematic universe which you know are those movies that include all the live action movies um from the tony stark robert downey jr era of the 10-year marvel universe so next year we will be doing a mystery episode we will not have a poll up 
Uh, we will have the poll up next week so you, we can go back to normal on it. But yeah, this week, just enjoy a break from our poll. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll put out some stuff out there for you guys, some information. Um, but I can't wait for next week's mystery episode. We already have a talk about what it might be. And if it is what we think it is, you guys are definitely going to enjoy it. Um, we want to thank everybody for this episode. This is Captain Diamond and Super Dad signing off. The Comic Book Nerds is a proud member of the Bearded Hashtag Podcast Network.